leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. And is there someone on the phone? What up? What's oh. going on? It's Davey. Yeah, I'm here with Davey. Regular Monday night waiver breakdown show. The reaction show. The Pretty much the shit show in the NFL, Dave. Did you uh, win your fantasy matchups? Absolutely not. I did not win my fantasy matchups. Plenty of reasons why. Don't want to get into it, uh, but it was a bad week for me. It was a horrible week. They always say you can't win them all. I proved you could literally lose them all. All 15 matchups, I think I took L's. All of them. Oh, my horrible, God. That's horrible wild. Horrible week. I play in so many leagues, and people make fun of me for having so many leagues. And, like, oh, it doesn't matter if you lose. Well, it matters this week when I lost freaking all of them. Horrible. Yeah. You think at least the good part about having that many leagues is you're going to take some wins home in some of the leagues. Yeah, but not, not this week. Actually, you know what? Listener League. Listener League, I took it down. I think you did too. Uh, me and you. One- the one league I needed you to lose in. I needed you and Dave to both lose in this league, and you both won. And that's just how it goes. We, oh, you know the top three guys. That's who we are. Gerald, the former yep. producer, is creeping in on there, though. He's creeping on in. He was seven seed. He's going to get up to the playoffs. Oh, Yeah, he, he whipped my ass last week. So, so man, we had a gruesome injury this weekend. One gruesome injury. A couple other ones. But uh, Joe Burrow, I did not like the way his Ugh. knee bent, man. That was horrible. Super unfortunate. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, they said it ended up being a lot worse than initially thought. It was an ACL, MCL, and some other stuff going on there. I don't know, man. I'm real concerned for his future now. What do you think? Man, they're saying eight to nine months recovery. That's. I think it's going to be longer than that. Um, if you yeah, talk about I think, his I think future. I think nine to 12. Yeah. People are saying he's probably going to take off next year, too, which is just awful for this young your rookie's career. He's so he was so good. Uh, I didn't expect him yeah. to be this good, actually. Yeah, I'm super worried about that whole team, the whole offense. Now, I I don't know if I like. I was really high on on Boyd and Higgins, like, and I still love those guys, but I don't know how Finley's going to affect them going forward. You know what I mean? Obviously, I, they're going to have to pass a lot. What do you I think? hate T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and I don't, you know what? I think Boyd's going to be safe. I don't like T Higgins anymore and redraft. And I'm not a fan of AJ Green anyway. And I think when Joe yeah. Mixon eventually does come back, it's not going to be good for him. Ryan Finley's a backup for a reason. He's not he's not a PJ Walker. He's not gonna come in and just tear it up like PJ Walker did. <laughs> PJ Walker. PJ Walker yeah. was legit, man. God, he is fast, bro. He was so fast. And he got the ball to his studs. And I don't know. We didn't see what Ryan Finley did after this. We didn't see how bad he was or how good he was. Honestly, Red Zone didn't bring us there, but we're going to see next week, and uh, I just feel bad you're, for the whole organization. 
you're just loving you're loving that PJ Walker just uh went to DJ Moore all day. You're, that's what you are all about right now. Don't, oh, man. Don't lie. <laughs> I, was, I was in a text chain with you, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do with DJ Moore. I was calling him Doo-Doo Moore. I don't want to start this guy. Like, PJ Walker's is yep. total shit show. He's from the AAFL, or X, I don't even know where he's from. And he came, <laughs> XFL, out, yeah. he came out slinging to DJ Moore. He loves DJ Moore. <laughs> when, uh, yep. <laughs> remember my reaction when uh, Curtis Samuel caught that touchdown? I was so disappointed. You were so – I didn't know why you were so mad. I was like, what? What? Because, I mean, DJ Moore was already going off. But, yeah, you you need you do need a little more help this week. So. I need a lot of help because uh, Hollywood Brown gave me that big old goose and a lot of The people. big goose. And you know, you know who gave me the big goose this week? Hayden Hurst gave me the big goose. After four solid weeks, over 10 points, he gave me the big goose this week. He's a tight end, man. They always give you gooses. Unless you're it's Kelsey. Unless true. you're Kelsey or Taysom Hill. Oh, Taysom Hill, the ESPN League, the dreaded tight end spot. Yeah, that's that really still confuses me. I don't know how that's a possibility. I saw a tweet that cracked me up, and it's like, now if you're still playing, if you're still playing on ESPN fantasy leagues, now you know what's wrong with playing on ESPN fantasy leagues. And I was just laughing my ass off about that. What were they thinking? I I don't understand. Making tight end eligible. I don't know. That would make no sense, and it's sad because we're in one ESPN league. We co-own together, and I made the joke where where this is the first time ever I clicked on to our matchup and saw we were playing Kelsey, and I was stoked that we were just playing Kelsey instead of Taysom. Yeah, like oh cool, we dodged the bullet. The the taste. Although I did go on there and try to grab him, we didn't. We didn't get. We were a little slow. Here we go. I I retweeted it. So shout out to Fantasy Football Bub who I follow and cracks me up all the time. He says, don't be mad at ESPN for having Taysom Hill listed as a tight end. Be mad at yourself for using ESPN to play fantasy football in the first place. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like it. sad, but true. I think you start off on ESPN when you're a child, when you're new to the game, and then you graduate to the other one, my fantasy leagues, uh, Yahoo's. I also hate CBS. CBS is terrible. I never played on that one or NFL. Yeah. I play on MFL, uh, Yahoo, and Sleeper, and Sleeper's by far the worst. I uh, yeah, I like if you have if you have a commissioner in a league that knows what they're doing, MFL is the best. But if you are just more casual players, Yahoo's the best. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. All right, let's go on to some running backs, man. Mark Ingram tests positive for COVID nineteen, and J.K. Dobbins will be placed on reserve COVID list after testing positive as well. They will likely miss that leaves. Well, it leaves Gus Edwards, but they'll likely miss the game on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh. That leaves our boy Gus Bus. And someone else. Who else is in that backfield? Because it's not going to just be Gus. A little Justice uh, Hill? A little, a oh little revival God, be, of the Justice Hill? I totally forgot that dude was even drafted last year, right? Yes, this is going to be a nice revival game for this guy. I think Justice Hill is a sneaky, sneaky pickup. Now, Gus is obviously the guy you want, but look out for Justice yeah, Hill. He might might do something. I totally forgot. Like, I, And I was big on Justice Hill last year. I thought he was going to be the guy. I drafted him way too early, which even drafting him at all was drafting him too early. And, uh, yeah, it looks – yeah, he could have a little bit of a role, but – you know how much the Ravens like to uh, divvy up their running back touches and make a little carousel, but yeah. Anywhere I can try to get Gus, I'm going to try to get Gus for sure. Oh, yeah. Gus is the main priority for running back this week, I think. Maybe. 
Maybe there's a 37 year old man that's out there that you could pick up to. Um, here's a ooh. Here, ooh, here's another running back that's coming back from injury. Austin Eckler. He posted a video doing squats on Monday and says he feels like he's in midseason form. He says he's eyeing a week 13 return. This is going to be awesome for everyone that held off on this stud playing in that offense with Justin Herbert. Could you imagine uh, what's going to happen? I'm just so excited. If if Kalen Balazs and Troy Main Pope can look good in this offense with Herbert, I can only imagine Eckler. He, it's going to be insane. He's going to be like a 20 to 30 point a game guy. I love him. I've held on to him. He's my boy. He's explosive. He's a little guy, but he's he's strong as hell. I love him, man. I can't wait for him to come back. I need him. I'm sure whoever has him still needs him. We've been suffering a little bit without him, and uh, I love to see that he's so invested in fantasy and his owners and wanting to reward us for holding on to him, saying, don't worry, guys. I'll be back for the playoff run. I'm coming back strong. Let's go. If you listen to earlier podcasts, you know how much I love Austin Eckler. And I've held on to him. I've traded for him. I'm hoping he's coming back and hoping. Week 13 is like the last week to get into the playoffs. Mm. you got to start him if you need to get in. And plus, I, I, before I get to the playoffs, I want to see him like have that one cushion week. You know what I mean? I want that cushion week. Yeah, you want to see it. You want to see it happen. And it's going to happen. He's a yeah, want, they held him off this long. I wanna, yeah, yeah. All right, another guy coming back from injury, Kenny Galladay, limited on the Lions' uh, estimated practice report. He's been dealing with that hip. That team was a totally different team without him. They're awful. I saw a stat today. They averaged 18 points a game without him and about 25 points with him. It's a total different offense. They sucked. They played the Panthers yesterday, and they scored zero. No red zone, no red zone anything. Didn't even make it to the red zone. Yeah. That's how bad they were. That was pathetic. And no, no DeAndre Swift either, man. That was just pathetic. Whoever, DeAndre Swift gets a, a concussion on a Thursday practice, what the hell is going on in Lions practice, bro? I don't get it. Who is going that hard? What guy is just out there just cracked, like Bill Romanowski-ing people during practice on a Thursday, taking out their best players? I don't know what's happening, but they need to get some shit under control, man, because I got DeAndre Swift, and I hate to see it. Oh. Uh- Kenny, Kenny Galladay and the Lions play on Thanksgiving against the Texans. They don't know if he'll return. I would say he's probably going to play, man. Right? I think he's probably going to play. I think he's going to play, and I think Swift is going to miss. Yeah, I think Swift's going to miss, too. The concussion's real, and it's only a week It's only a week out. Happened last Thursday. Yeah. Adam Thielen placed on reserve COVID-19 list on Monday after making probably the best catch of the NFL this year. Now he's on the COVID list. What the fuck? <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Just going to have to stay tuned and see. Keep hoping he comes up negative and uh, see what happens. That's it. That's It's just a hold, hold and wait kind of thing. It's unfortunate, but that's that's the year we're living in right now. I mean, does it, it, it says that he came close contact with someone, so it could be one of those situations where he cannot practice. He'll do Zoom meetings, and then he'll keep on getting tested and maybe suit up on Sunday. 100%, yeah. They hope. LaMichael P. Ryan, your boy. What happened to him, man? My boy, LaMichael P. Ryan, came out. He looked like he was going to be featured, just like Gase said. On the very first time they got in the red zone, they fed him, and he ended up rewarding them with a touchdown. And then all of a sudden, every time I looked at 
the screen, it was Frank Gore, Frank Gore, Frank Gore, Frank Gore. And I was like, God damn it, Gase, you got me again. You got me again, you crazy-eyed bastard. And it uh, turns out it wasn't true. He, P. Ryan went down with a ankle injury. Today they're calling it a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss a handful of weeks here, a few weeks. So uh, that gives the old man, Frank Gore, if we know how much Gase likes Gore, which we all we clearly know, I think he's going to be featured here for the next couple of games. Oh, boy. Did you know that Frank Gore scored his first touchdown of the season this Sunday? And on Saturday, his son scored his first college touchdown. So they both scored Ooh. touchdowns on the same week. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. I heard That's that on the way home. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's That's like, some feel-good stuff right there. Um, I, I also heard that like before he came to New York, he was in Miami, and every single morning they would get up early, go train, then they'd go play football, obviously, on their own teams, and then – you get off football and they go train again. 37 years old, this man's a beast. Like, I know we make the jokes and we hate him because he kills fantasy players, but nothing but respect. This man's awesome. He's the ageless wonder. He is awesome. Here's something that's not awesome. Julio Jones. Hey, have I said this before? Julio Jones has a hamstring injury? There's no way. There's no way it could happen again in the same year that's been happening over and over and over and over. They've already called him a game-time decision for uh, Week 12 against the Raiders. Not looking good. It's not looking good. It sucks, man, because we the play where he got hurt on, I think we both said, man, he looks slow. He caught the ball, Yeah, and he, he looks slow. Yep. And then he limps off the field. And they, and we're like, oh, okay, I got it. And they put they put a bag of ice just the size of like George Foreman's head on the back of his hamstring, and I was like, yep, yeah, that's not good. Uh, he even came back in to try to play, and then he caught a ball and then said, nah, I'm out. I'm 100% out. So, I don't know. Game time decision. I, yep. Knowing him, he's not going to play. He wants to play, but he won't play. They won't let him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's shoulder to be evaluated. He's still week to week. Yeah, I'm going to say he's out this week. Yeah, I'm going to say he's out. It doesn't make sense to play him against the Vite. Who are they playing? Who are they playing? Who are they playing? This is right here. Don't. Who are they playing? Uh, they play the Vikings. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for them to play the Vikings when they're on a bye week the week after that. It just doesn't make sense, especially if you're losing. So. 100%. It doesn't make sense. Sit them, let them get healthy. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just saw what the Cowboys. Yeah, we just saw what the. Uh, no, no, no. Who, who was it that just played the Vikings? The Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. We just saw what the Cowboys could do against the Vikings. I am not hesitating to think that what Mike Davis can do against the against the Vikings. You know what I mean? Like the Vikings looked awful all around uh, defense. I mean, if I a part of me wants to be like, oh, Andy Dalton's back and he made the Cowboys look better, but then the other part of me is like, I'm glad Dave's not on the show right now to cuss me out for saying the Vikings are really, maybe the Vikings are really their defense is really just that bad. Oh, no, he knows. He actually blocked me today on Twitter because uh, some things that were said. But <laughs> he blocked me, man. He won't unblock me. It's kind of disheartening. We're not on good terms. Yeah. No, we're cool. But, yeah, he did block me because he said, and I quote, I'm not going to say it. If you want to see what he said, go follow him at Viking David. I cannot follow him. You can follow him, David. You probably think you probably see what he said. It's not, it's not very uh, nice. No, I haven't checked it out yet, but I'll, I'm definitely going to check it out after this, though. It sounds it's not very nice to the cornerback who didn't want to tackle Tony Pollard. 
but yeah, it's uh, if the Cowboys can do that against the Vikings, I, I, I think that the Panthers are going to be like, you know what? We don't need CMC this week. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to be just fine with Mike Davis. All right, man, let's move on to the waivers. After all those injuries, we're gonna, you're going to need to pick some people up. I got a couple of guys. You got a couple of guys. Davey, where do you want to start off? Who's the number one priority? Gus Edwards? Is it Frank Gore? Uh, if you need a one-week running back pick-me-up, it's Gus Edwards. If you need a multiple-week low 13-ish point running back, too, it's going to be Frank Gore. But my number one guy still, man, Michael Pittman, bro. We talked about him last week. We're coming. I'm coming back on him hard this week. That guy is good. He's he's really good. I like him. What do you think? Oh, I love Michael Pittman, man. When he made that play, we're high five, and we're like, "This is go. This is what we, a good play. This is what we wanted." I mean, this is. I picked him up and played him in a league, and I'm sitting next to my brother, who's a Colts fan, and I'm like, "You didn't start him? Like, what are you doing? Did you listen to the podcast? I, we all said to start this yeah. guy." I was very upset to see he only got three targets, but he caught all three, sixty-six yards. Took that one to the house. It was a great play. Amazing yard after catch. I think he keeps showing out like this. He's going to get targeted more. They get Tennessee, Houston, Raiders, Houston, Pittsburgh for the rest of the year. It's a great schedule for him. And uh, I'm, all, I'm, I'm loving Michael Pittman. He's still only 34% owned right now. Uh, we talked about him last week. We're talking about it again here this week. Go go in on Michael Pittman. Go, go grab Take him. Take a chance. Stash him. Yeah, take a chance on Michael Pittman, for sure. What are you doing? You got Hollywood Brown? You can't let go of him? Mike Williams, you can't? These guys are just hanging around. Take a shot on the league winner. That's what you need. Yeah. Another guy on my list. He's he's on the rise. James White of the – we didn't talk about Rex Burkhead. Yeah, we didn't. And the injuries with Scott, Rex Burkhead. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. He got hurt. We all thought he was dead. He he wasn't moving, but he's fine. Just a knee, right? Just a knee. So James White steps in. He's going to get all the targets. It's pretty much going to be James White, Damian Harris. Do you think Sony Michelle will be elevated? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, he's been healthy for two or three weeks now, and I've been waiting for him to see if he's going to come back. And they just don't seem like they care to use him at all. Well, uh, they seem just fine with Damian Harris and James, and James White, and I'm okay with that. Well, Rex Burkhead was like their Swiss Army knife guy. He can catch. He can run. He could do a lot of things. So yeah. they they use three running backs, so they might have to call up Sony Michelle off the whatever. I don't even know where he is. Practice squad? Where is he at? Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. He was just on the IR eligible to return or whatever, and they still haven't like. No, they act- like, okay. Let's no, go. they activate him. He's been uh, healthy scratches. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. I then I don't know what the deal is. Why he's why he's, I don't know. He's just not good at football. Okay, Carlos Hyde. Um, Car- Chris Carson's coming back this week. He already said it. But Carlos Hyde, he's proven he's a really good handcuff. It goes along with our grab your handcuffs. And yep. if you own Chris Carson, he's Carlos Hyde's 46% owned. That's stupid. Chris mm-hmm. Carson's 100% owned. So that just throwing that out there. In two games without Chris Carson, he's averaging 14.5 carries a game. In that offense, that's pretty valuable. They're going to get in the right zone often. But in those games, he's also averaging 3.5 targets. Uh, like He's going to score you. 17 about 17 ish fantasy points a week on average uh, without without Carson involved uh yeah he's one of those handcuff guys we should have added to our list for sure yeah but like I said Chris Carson's coming back that's good for fantasy owners Seattle we don't Thank do God. this we don't do defenses but Seattle's defense 27 percent owned 
good God, do they have a great matchup in the next three weeks? Have you looked at it? Mm-hmm. It is insane. Yeah. I, think, I think they have Philadelphia next, right? Yep. It's a double check, but we yeah we, yeah we looked we looked it up on we looked it up yesterday and we I was yeah. like oh okay, my god okay here it god. is Philly Giants Jets football team and then they close it out with the Rams you won't need yeah. to grab a def- you won't need to stream a defense for a while until the championship game I mean we seen Car- Carson Wentz is a human turnover machine so is Daniel Jones so is the so are the Jets Joe Flacco and <laughs> Santaro yeah <laughs> that's all you need to know right there. It's ridiculous. That's a great schedule. Yeah, Seattle's defense. Uh, like I said, I don't bring up defense as much because if you still play with the defense, I don't understand what you're doing. But people do, and yeah, they're going to be. Pretty I good. just, uh, I just threw down some cash on the Rams defense. Just mostly playing keep away in my league because in the playoffs they get. Uh, well, yeah, they have San Francisco next, which is nice. Then they play Arizona, which I don't really like. But then they get New England, uh, week 14, the first week of playoffs, New England. Second week of playoffs, they get the Jets. So weeks 14 and 15, they are really going to help you out. If you have an extra spot and want to do it, go for it. If not, I don't blame you. Holding two defenses isn't really fun. But uh, if, if you want to do it, they're, they're a team that, if you're locked in, they're a team you might want to grab. Right. Do you get any more uh, waivers? I, I already burnt through all mine. Oh, let's see. Um, Taysom Hill, obviously, he looked great out there. Um, I don't think he's too owned right now. I thought it was like forty percent. Uh, Sterling Shepard is only forty-five percent owned. I, I'm not. That kind of hurts my heart as a Giants fan. He's averaging eight targets a game, thirteen point nine fantasy points per game over his last four weeks. He's just sitting out there in over half the leagues. So that's a little confusing. And then once again, we talked about Jalen Rager. Why, why is he not owned? He's 28% owned still. He's the, the no, I mean, I know it's the Eagles, and it's hard to trust anyone, but he's the number one wide receiver on the Eagles. Uh, just pick him up. He's, he's, he's up there. I prefer Pittman over him for sure, but I still, am, I still like Rager and his potential. And then last, another handcuff guy. We saw him go off for that long run on Sunday, Tony Pollard. If Zeke goes down, Tony Pollard, like we said, he's going to be the guy. He can run. He can catch. And, yeah, he broke a long run. Oh, well, he broke a long run. That's where he got his points. Well, he's talented enough of a backup running back to break a 60-yard run. Like, that's how he is. He's just that good. And so, stash him. Grab if him he runs him. by a guy who doesn't want to tackle him, he's gold. Yeah. Yeah. More of those guys, please. Yeah, more of those practice squad Vikings players, man. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got me blocked, man. That got me blocked by my <laughs> own co-host. Yep. Uh, I've never been blocked on Twitter before, man. I'm not a mean person on Twitter. I'm really, I'm really, really nice. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I usually, I block, I block you all the time. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just need a little, sometimes I just need a little break. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want information. That's cool. All right. We're going to go to a new segment, man. Very new because we're sitting on the couch. We're enjoying our beers. We're watching the games and we just can't understand what these coaches are doing. So the segment's Mm -hmm. called, uh, what the what? What? What the what? What the what? 
So, Davey, yep. give me your first what the what? My first what the what is two weeks in a row, the Titans have, and Vrabel, has, they've decided they want to use Henry in the first three quarters as a complete decoy. They, like, just 100% decoy. Fake the ball to him every single play. Fake the ball to Henry and then do this play-action pass. And what happens? What has happened the last two weeks? They've been behind by a decent margin going into the fourth quarter. And then what happens? They're like, oh, crap. What, we're, what we've been doing for three quarters is not working. Maybe we should give our best player, Derrick Henry, the ball. The guy that we've been pretending to feed. Maybe we should, oh, you know what? Let's hand him the ball. And what happens? They make this magical comeback, ends up taking in the game to overtime, and then he breaks the overtime walk-off run for a touchdown. And you're just like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Derrick Henry's going to Derrick Henry. It's ridiculous that I just don't get it. It's so frustrating to me. Not even just because I'm a Henry owner. It's just like, what are the Titans doing? Like, what? How? It's like a 10 year old playing Madden for the first time and being like, I'm going to choose the Titans and pass it every down. No. It's like they do the opposite. You're supposed to set up the run, do the run to set yes. up the play action. They're play actioning to set up the run. It, we yes. watch it every single week and we're like, what? Why? The, the funny stat was uh, the first three quarters, Derrick Henry had whatever yards, 50 yards. Let's 44 say. yards. 44, 44 yards. Yeah, he had four, 44 <laughs> yards going in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, and then, 44 like, yards. <laughs> yeah, three runs into the fourth quarter, he had 44 yards already. And you're just like, what? <laughs> they, they get to every, when every plays play action, and it happens all the time, I'm, I'm sorry. That's, not, that's why A.J. Brown was so awesome last year, because Derrick Henry set up the play action. This year they can't get him open because there's no setup. You're just yeah. you're just telling a joke without a setup. So therefore your your line bombs. That's exactly what's going yeah. on right now. What the what? This week this week with the Titans will be the really big test because they're playing the Colts again, who they just they just played the Colts. I think a a week ago. Yeah. So last week they played the Ravens, the overtime game that just happened. The week before that they played the Colts. So this week they play the Colts again. And the first time they played the Colts, they were down big going into the fourth. And you look at Derrick Henry's stats against the Colts, like the best NFL defense. I don't know. Maybe the Steelers are up there. The Colts. He had 19 carries, 103 yards. He was averaging 5.4 yards per carry. What, how are you not giving him the ball? He's averaging 5.4 yards per carry against elite defense. Ryan Tannehill that game threw for 147 total yards. Derrick Henry ran for 103 yards. What the – what the what? Yeah. What the what? How? That's just... doesn't make sense, man. So I'm really I'm I can't wait to see this week how they're going to blow it again against Indy. Seems like the Titans' magic has run out. Like they were they were yeah. an average team last year, then they became really good. This year they're just yeah. think, average again because like, they're not really good. They're not really bad. They're just average. They give me like a Ravens vibe. Yeah. Uh, my what the what so far is. Matt Patricia, how he treats his team, how he treats his running backs. Now, Swift was out. He was out. I understand this. And, yes, last week they gave him all the carries, and he was amazing. But for, what, eight long weeks we had to deal with Peterson getting 22 carries, 11 carries, 15 carries, 11 carries. But for what? To average 2.6, 1.4, 2.7, 3.3. Why are we doing this with Adrian Peterson? This is not 2008 anymore. I understand you cannot trust Swift 
with this offense, maybe he's not a good pass protector. Maybe he doesn't know all the reads. Maybe he's just not focused in on the playbook. But Peterson just got there, so he can't be that in, inclined on this offense. Carry on Johnson. He had a shot this week to do what he wanted to do. He was a running back 12 last year before his injury. He is not a bad running back. So what do they do? Give him less carries than Adrian Peterson? Why? Against the Panthers defense that just struggled against Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones just ran for 190-something yards on this team. But now the whole damn uh, Lions team rushes for less than 50. What the what? Like, why? Kieran Johnson is younger, faster, everything better than Adrian Peterson, and they just didn't give him a chance. It makes no sense you give it to Adrian Peterson for seven times for 18 yards, 2.6 yards a carry. Why are we still yep. doing this? And it's not just him. It's all coaches. You run. We saw this. Lamar Jackson runs it up the middle with Ingram. One-yard gain. Ten times a fucking game you do this. Which he's with, with Mark <laughs> Ingram. <laughs> They're in the pistol. Yeah. We all know it's coming. Mark Ingram. Up offensive line, one-yard gain. What are we doing? Yeah. Why are we doing this? And then we had, uh, then we had the Steelers go up big on the Jaguars. It was... 17-3 going into the fourth quarter. The Jaguars had, didn't even sniff like the red zone the entire game. They had that one field goal. That was it. And the Steelers are like, you know what we're going to do? Have Ben Roethlisberger pass it 20 more freaking times in the fourth quarter. James Conner into the, into the game against the Jaguars. When they're up big, he ended the game with 13 carries. 13, James Conner had 13 carries. Ben Roethlisberger threw it 46 times. James, James Conner had 13 carries, 89 yards, this guy's averaging almost seven yards a carry, and they're just like, "Yeah, screw it. We're up by we're we're up by fourteen right now. Let's just keep airing it out." What? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, waste the time on the clock. Don't give the other team any sort of opportunity or chance to bounce back. Mike Tomlin before the game all week, they were talking about how people were talking about how this was a cake match. Uh, cake, cake matchup for them. And he was like, oh, well, they're a professional team and we're going to play them and prepare for them like they're a professional team. We don't we don't underestimate any team, blah, blah, blah. And then they just come out playing games in the fourth quarter. Like, you know what, let's just let's just throw it up a few more times. Claypool's open. James Washington deserves a few a few looks. Let's just do that, you know? It just doesn't make sense to me. Seven yards of carry, James Conner's averaging. You're not going to close the game out and just take the win? Come on, man. It's like, okay, so on this very show, I called this with Dave. I said... Clyde edwards Lair is going to come out of the bye, and he's going to tear it up. He's going to be the lead back. He's not going to split time with Bell anymore because Andy Reid is smart. So against the Broncos week seven, he had eight rushes. Against the Jets, six. Against the Panthers, five. That was stupid. They were trying to split time between Bell and Clyde edwards Lair. They figured out, we can't do this. So what happens? Last night, 14 rushes for CEH. He scores 20 fantasy points. He had two rushing touchdowns. He was involved. You have to get these guys involved for them to be, like, efficient. I, there's this running backs like, where carry on Johnson. If you gave him 14 carries yesterday, I guarantee you he would have scored 16 fantasy points. I guarantee it. But they just didn't. They just gave up on the run. They gave up on him. And they let Stafford throw it to fucking guys like Marvin Hall. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job, Patricia. You're awesome. He should be fired. What about, uh, oh yeah. what about your boy, Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders, we saw we saw what he did, 63 rushing yards in the first half. What did he end up with? 66 rushing yards. 
what happened that yep. second half where they just stopped? It wasn't just mm-hmm. rushing attempts and he fell down. They just stopped giving him the ball. Oh, it's pouring rain. It's pouring rain. It's a freaking hurricane out there. Let's let let's let the the running back sit on the bench while Carson Wentz runs around and throws interceptions. It doesn't make sense. These, yeah. these coaches think they're so smart. <laughs> you don't have Patrick Mahomes back there. You don't have Justin Herbert. Stop acting like you do. Mm, yeah, one hundred percent. Miles Sanders averaging four point one yards a carry. Not bad. He is the Browns, and they just yes, that sixty six yards the first half or whatever, and they just. Totally didn't go back to him at all. I, I was. We look, kept, we, I thought. I thought the stats froze or something. Like it was. I was like, "There's no way he's still only at 66 yards." Like he was tearing it up. I was stoked. I'm like, "Oh yeah, 63 yards!" Because obviously on my team, that's not why I'm so heated. But he had 63 yards. I was so happy. Like he was killing it. And then I'm like, "Yo, is are they not updating it? 66 yards for the next three fucking hours? How? How did you <laughs> not give him a carry? What happened in the second half?" Yeah. I want to know what happened. Maybe we know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they, maybe if I listen to the Eagles beat reporters, you know, they Peterson pinched them for some reason. I don't know because Boston Scott ended up with nine points. Boston Scott ended up with nine fantasy yeah. points. Man, gosh. So uh, you want to go? Uh, what we learned this week? I got one more. One more. What the what? one more? Okay. And it's gonna be go it's gonna be quick and it's gonna be easy. We're sitting there watching the Ravens offense. We're sitting there thinking, like, what happened? What changed this year compared to last year? They still have Ingram. They still have Gus Edwards. They still have Hollywood. They still have Willie Sneed. They still have Lamar. They still have Andrews. The only thing that's changed is they added Dez, which is nothing, and they added an elusive back named J.K. Dobbins. Yet Lamar is not producing at all. He doesn't. I don't think he knows this offense anymore. The offensive plays are pistol, Hand it to Mark Ingram, run up the middle, a read option where Lamar gets like maybe three yards, and then he is in pistol, and he looks for Mark Andrews. That's the only place. He's not the same player anymore. Why is he not running? Like what? Why? This is what you're good at. He's not a pocket passer. I just don't understand what Harbaugh is doing with his offense. I'm just, I'm baffled. Like that gives me migraines. It's like if you have a recipe for a turkey for Thanksgiving, and this year you're like, fuck it. Fuck it. Throw everything out. Let's throw in these three ingredients and see if it works. And it's not working. Yeah. What the what? I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed myself. I don't know. I feel like the offensive line is worse, and that's just not helping at all. I, I feel like they've had some injuries on the offensive line, and it's, it's, it's really exposed the team biggest weakness, basically, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, I I agree. They should be doing more designs like uh, Lamar Jackson runs options, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Before we go into what we learned, I got one question for you. So would you rather, would you rather, because I'm in this situation a lot. I'm in this situation almost every Monday night. All right. Would you, would you rather be down going into the last game, rooting for your player to score the points to win? Or would you rather be up and hoping that your opponent doesn't get the points to beat you? Uh, that's a tough one, man. That is a tough one. Because if if you're up, the whole time you're just so worried. You're just like, oh, every single play, you're like, no, not to him, not to him. And you're just, it's all worry. And if you're down, at least it's all like, everything's like happy. You know what I mean? It's always like, 
he passed my guy. He passed, like, I think I'd rather be, I know it sounds weird to rather be down, but I feel like I'd rather be down. I'd rather have someone to cheer on instead of someone to cheer against. I 100% agree. Four weeks in a row now, which we don't need to go down this road. Um, I've been down to Allen Rob. I've been up against Allen Robinson. He beat me on the very last play of the game. I've been up to Jacoby Myers. He beat me on the last play. I've been up to Justin Jefferson. I barely, barely won. Tonight I'm up against Cooper Cup and Gronkowski. I already lost. I much. I hate it. I fucking hate the feeling of knowing every single drive they're gonna do something on me. I'd rather be the yeah. guy rooting, like yeah, like you said. I want the cheer for my guy. I don't ever want to root yep. against a player. That's not fun. Yeah, like I'd I, rather be on the attack on the attack than on the defense. The thing you is, know what is, I mean, I love Justin Jefferson. When I played him last week, I didn't want him to score on me. But every time he caught the ball, I'm like, he's so freaking good. Go Justin Jefferson. Then I'm like, no. I don't like that. I like another root for people. Good stories. Good times. Good, good times. All right, what did we learn, man? What did we learn this week? We learned all the Taysom Hill haters were wrong. He looks like a legit QB1. The guy can go out there and throw for zero touchdowns, but still score over 24 fantasy points. He rushed for two. It's Denver and Atlanta next. Yes, please. Sign me up for those. Also, he brought Michael Thomas back to life, who hauled in nine catches for 104 yards. So uh, I'm sure Michael Thomas owners are celebrating the old Taysom Hill switch there. That's nice to see. That's all you learned? No, I learned. I, I'll keep going. I just want if, oh. if you have something to say on something, just just speak up. No, you're good. I got one thing I learned. So go ahead, name everything you learned. Yeah. So uh, speaking of QBs bringing studs back to life, <laughs> Andy Dalton took over, and suddenly Zeke goes for 100 yards and made his 19.4 points without even scoring a touchdown. That's nice to see. Not to mention CD Lamb scored 18.5, Mark Cooper 14.1. These guys were just not even on the radar for the, with the new Chandler Center. They were both startable this week. They might be startable going forward. I don't know. I probably won't trust them, but this was a good book. Uh, but was it really Andy Dalton, or as we said earlier, was it just like crappy Minnesota defense? Either way, though, Michael Gallup still appears to be a total bust. He's a milk carton. He's gone. Uh, and then our boy Jonathan Taylor. Apparently, all he needed was to hear us talk shit about him last week. And decided he wanted to step up and show that he wasn't just a scrub. Got 22 carries. Also good to see him catch four balls for 24 yards. Woof, that's nice. I still don't trust him, though. Not with Hines and Wilkins waiting in the wings. It seems like Indy's going to do the right thing here and start feeding him like they were doing earlier. Maybe they'll turn it back and do that again. Maybe they want to see what the rookie can do, keep it going. I don't know. I don't trust, I don't trust the situation. Um, then after we talked about it a minute ago, but after Gase promised more than Michael P. Ryan, we saw him come out first touchdown gone. Like we said, though, not, not Gase's fault, but I am looking at Gore. If I need a fill in for two or three weeks, uh, a low end running back to high running back three fill in, we're going to about four, maybe 14 points a week. Uh, he's only 10% owned. And then I, I got to think, I got to look at the NFL draft and I look at all the teams that passed on Chase Claypool and, trying to figure out how the heck they were so wrong. It is very reminiscent of the DK Metcalf situation and watching him fall for the very last, the very end of uh, round two last year. And a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people need to be get, put in time out for, for making such bad decisions on these two calls. And that's what I learned. Mapletron. Mapletron. That's all I, got. I I just don't get, 
how everyone misses. They they all missed on DK and they all missed on Claypool. What? That doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, they don't all miss. They took them in the second round, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I yeah. mean, honestly, it, 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 the, almost every team had two chances to take these guys. I know, but right time, right situation. DK Metcalf's in a perfect offense for him. And I mean, let's be honest, Claypool's in a perfect offense for him. Like, what if Claypool went to the football team? What would he yeah. be doing? What would he be doing? Well, McLaurin's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, I love McLaurin, but they can't support two receivers. I don't know. I get what you're saying, though. How are they going really, first round picks? I, I was dying for Indy to take Metcalf last year in round two, the, the top, like near the top of round two. I was like, oh my god, they have no receivers. An old short T.Y. Hilton that's hurt every game. Please take DK. Please take DK. And they did. And I was just so upset about it. Hey, they got Paris Campbell though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's awesome. Um, they sure did. Here's what I learned. I learned that lists in the off season, these stupid lists that people like us make, they kind of matter. Um, so Keenan Allen, a long time ago, July 27th, tweeted out, okay, I'm tired of bitten my tongue. I think he meant biting my tongue. At Cheetah, at mm-hmm. Mike Evans, at Chris Goodwin, and the list goes on, are not a better receiver than me. I'm faster every day of the week, but separation, child, please. And then uh, Mike, we all laughed. We all laughed. I mean, I'm, I'm, I promise you, you laughed. I promise you, I laughed. Mike Evans, quote tweet, it said, you tagged the wrong Chris Godwin, LOL. And don't be mad at us. We ain't making the rankings or care about them. I like the confidence, but be realistic. You're not on my level, bro. Well, Keenan Allen said, fuck you, fuck the world. I got a rookie quarterback, and he's feeding me 19 targets a game. Not 19 targets over time. 19 targets a game. This dude has got 19 targets twice this year. Uh, His stats are ridiculous. He's very underrated. No one's even talking about him. He's got 81 catches, 835 yards, six touchdowns. Do you want to know? What, do you want to know what Big Mike has? Do you want with? Oh God! So trash. Well, let's let's talk about it. Keenan Allen has a rookie quarterback who came in. Just he just got a fucking haircut. He looks stupid. Big Mike has the goat. The goat. He has 40 catches, 514 yards, and eight touchdowns. Now, granted, he's playing tonight on Monday Night Football as we record. But I guarantee you he's not going to catch 41 balls for 300 yards. So he's not even come close to Keenan Allen. Uh, The other guys he called out, Chris Godwin, 34 catches, 412 yards, two touchdowns. Tyreek is very good. We know this, but he only has 55 catches, 752 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That's because that offense runs through Kelsey. Um, Keenan Allen was just motivated this season, and it shows. Oh, yeah. Every every week, man, he's just – 16 catches, 16 freaking catches, man. Could you imagine? Like, no one's talking about him as one of the top guys still. It's all about Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, Calvin Ridley. No one's bringing this dude up. Who would you rather have right now, Keenan Allen or Calvin Ridley? Uh, Keenan Allen, man. Keenan Allen, all day, every day. And this whole point is list, criticism. People read headlines. People go on the Internet. These players are humans. And he took it personal. Like I, I look at it like that uh, Jordan meme where he's like, and I took it personal, you know, and then he goes out there and beats someone's ass. Uh, that's what he did this year, and he's going to continue. He's going to well over have 120 catches, well over 1,000 yards, and goddamn close to 14 touchdowns. What a beast. But Mike Evans just scored a touchdown, bro. Oh, he did? Oh, good for him. Good, good for him. Did he really? But it's Yeah, he's got totally Mike 
Mike Evans' stats right now, though. Three for 31 in a touchdown. Oh, that's what he does. That's Big Mike. Apparently, though. Yeah, that's Big he, Mike. He quote tweeted, you're not on my level, bro. I would certainly. Yeah. Is, I don't know. I, maybe these numbers are lying. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. He's Mike Evans is smoking that good good because Keenan Allen, he's right. Keenan Allen's not on his level. Keenan Allen's a level above him. There we go. Keenan Allen is, he's leveled up this year. Leveled yep. up. He turned Super Saiyan. And Mike Evans is still just, you know, Mike Evans. Yeah. Worse, worse than ever, actually, right now. No, he's 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 definitely downgraded. He's he's uh, downgraded. I can't even yeah. dynasty. I can't even sell him for anything. I'm 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 in a league where I'm tanking, where I'm trying to get you know rebuild. Nobody wants me. Nobody wants him. I can't even sell yeah. him for a second round pick. Four games with two catches or less. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome, bro. Yeah, get on. Ooh. Hey, man, Mike. Hey, big Mike. Get on Keenan's level, man. Get on Keenan's level, dude. Uh, where, where can we find you, Davey? Oh, well, I just changed up the old Twitter handle. Make We're going to make it official here. It My Twitter is it's Davey O-U-S. Hey, yo. Oh, welcome to the team. Welcome to the team. All right, man. All right. All right, you can find me at Josh Kimmel O-U-S on Twitter. Follow me there. Unless you're Viking David, he blocked me like a dirt bag that he is. Uh, follow us on Instagram on Instagram.com slash O-U-S Fantasy Pod. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash OUS Fantasy Pod. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash OUS Fantasy Pod. That's always, always, always optional, but always grateful that you do it. Thank you, Jan Sport. Love you, dude. Um, for Davey, I'm Josh, and we are out. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable.